Welcome to Day Zero Update for August 29th, 2021. I'm your host, Chris Logie. I'm Brandon Perkins. And I'm Dan Victoria. And yeah, we've got uh, a bunch of stuff this week. Uh, Gamescom happened mm-hmm. with two uh, pretty big shows. The yep. Xbox One was maybe not the the most news-filled, but the Gamescom one has plenty of stuff there. And I even trimmed it down a bit. Uh, but we got some other news happening around that. Uh, oh, yeah. A new update on some Activision Blizzard stuff. Because it's the gift that keeps on giving. Yep. Uh, we got some other dates here. I don't know if they come from Gamescom or other events that weren't on like the showcases. I don't know. Mm. It's all just uh, a bunch of stuff here. But, hey, if you like JRPGs, there's a bunch of them coming out here in the near future, next couple of months on maybe platforms that they weren't on originally. Mm-hmm. Uh, as well as, uh, let's see, a couple of new updates here. And yeah, that's kind of it. A lot of uh, new dates and such. So we'll get to that stuff here shortly. But before we do, we will be talking about what we've been playing. Mm-hmm. I will kick it off here. Uh, I've been playing some Psychonauts 2. Mm. Was trying to stream it today and had my internet crap out uh, about 30 minutes in. Just uh-huh. fun. Uh, took me a few minutes before I even noticed it. Then, uh, so I don't know if I'm going to put up the video because it's letting me just like, okay, do any websites work? <laughs> that means I need to reset the router mm-hmm. uh, or the modem, that kind of thing. And then got that going, and then my audio just stopped working. So I had to restart the PC. So I was like, oh, this is just great. Mm-hmm. So I don't even know when the audio cut out. I just know I stopped hearing things. It's like, this is a cutscene. This should not be uh, having nothing here. Yeah. So that was fun to have to uh, just work through these issues live on air. Well, I guess technically if the internet's not working, it's not live. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> much less uh, when the audio is not going. So I don't know. I have it recorded what I played, uh, but I've gotten through the first level. Got into the hub area, which has a lot of stuff to do there. Uh, so I'm going to contextualize this with the first game where I've beaten the first level and played around the hub area. Uh, it feels like a much more fleshed out version of that. They get you abilities a lot faster than in the original mm. game. So by the the point I was ending at, uh, I had more abilities than I could map to the to the shoulder and trigger buttons. Uh, so I had five unlocked and four buttons to work them with. Uh, but you also got your basic attacks on the X button. I was playing the PC Game Pass version. Uh, what else? There's a dodge button, which is uh, pretty good. Uh, there's also a hover, which is sort of what the by default it's left trigger, uh, which is a... A weird mechanic. I'm not sure if it shows up later in like Psychonauts or not. But if you're on the ground, it brings up a ball that you can essentially roll around with. And that can sort of hover when you jump. Uh, but not as well as the... Like, uh, I don't know, the the, the balloon you kind of use when you're uh, hovering across gaps. Which does not last very long. So the section where they introduced that, I died a lot because I was like... Not sure exactly how long I had for jumps, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was a bit of a weird thing, but uh, once you kind of get that stuff down, it works out pretty well. 
Mm. Uh, but yeah, the first level is kind of the, it's an interesting choice for a way to start because it is kind of uh, a bit nightmare fuel uh, mm-hmm. because it is based in the mind of a character named Lobato, who's one of the mm-hmm. bad guys in the first game. Yep. And I believe in the uh, Rhombus of Ruin, this is the VR game, mm-hmm. uh, that he kind of joins your side. And so the beginning of this is them sending Raz on a mission to figure out if he you know, is actually on their side or not. Sort of follow him around and figure out pretty quickly, yeah, he's not. Mm-hmm. Uh, but trying to figure out who's controlling him, you know, has him on this mission and whatnot. And it seems like they've figured it out where I'm at. Uh, so that's going to be interesting. But along that way, since he is a dentist, his level is full of teeth and uh, a lot of interesting animations of teeth mm-hmm. moving around and things that are kind of unnatural in sad ways mm. uh, uh, that are just kind of very worrying. Like you have uh, occasionally these doors where it's like, you know, like when your teeth are closed, but uh, a zipper is between them and pulls them apart. Uh a lot of teeth, uh, like one of the first things you do is you take this loose tooth and you pluck it into these gums so you can have a platform to jump up onto. That kind of stuff. Uh, the comedy is pretty good. Yeah. Uh, there's, since that is dentist themed, uh, you see some flying teeth that are tooth fairies. Yep. Uh, and they have very Brooklyn accents. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one guy is like, oh, Frankie, what's going on? Uh, this kind of stuff. They're trying to get gold. So they found a you know, gold plated tooth. Uh, kind of thing, and then the gold door shows up later, and they go, oh, we're swooping in to steal this. Kind of mm-hmm. thing. Uh, and you just shoot them and all that, but yeah, it's been pretty good so far. The storytelling is well done. Um, before I put some more time into it, but I'm still in the, the hub area, sort of taking a lot of missions, uh, exploring what I can do right now, and seeing how uh, things work with that. Because, uh, he comes into the mission thinking, or into this game thinking he's a full-fledged psychonaut. And once they get to, like, actual psychonauts headquarters, they're like, "No, kid, you're not. You're not a, a psychonaut. Like, uh, you're an intern. Uh, that would be. Uh, so he gets like this, you know, a my name is tag, but they write intern on top of it. Uh, that kind of thing. It's like barely hanging on. So when he shows it off, it's like about ready to fall off. So that's kind of the funny thing there so yeah there's not a good humor similar to what was in the original game uh mm-hmm. that kind of stuff so it's uh pretty nice looking forward to put some more time into it just uh need to get some more time into it and hopefully have less issues like i was when i was just trying to stream it mm-hmm. but uh that's psychonauts 2 yeah maybe uh interesting choice for a subject to start with with all this kind of teeth stuff that I know is probably a uh, trigger point for some people. I don't think there's any way to get around it, but they do have a lot of accessibility options. You can like turn on uh, invincibility if you want, so you can just get through combat that might be causing you issues or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they're, one I turned on just takes all the signs, just puts plain text next to them so you know what they're saying. Uh, just like at the headquarters, there's a lot of like different rooms. They have signs over them, like neon writing, that kind of thing. So it's like, oh, it's, that makes signs a little bit easier to read in some spaces. But 
Uh, it's very much also like a collectathon kind of a platformer. Not as ridiculous as Banjo, but uh, you do want to go through and get all of the figments of your imagination in each of the levels. Uh, the different emotional baggages along with their tags, which I had more tags and the first level was very much like, oh, here's things you could get to if you had the abilities to do them. So I have to replay them at least once. Uh, there's one thing I did not know how to get to. There are these like little markers around that I still have not figured out what it is. So by the time I get to it, I'll figure it out at some point. But yeah, that seems like a, a pretty good game. Look forward to put some more time into it, but uh, that's been it for that so far. Uh, let's see. Also been playing more Fortnite. Working my way through that. Uh, I do have my Superman. Uh, Clark Kent is Superman outfit that you can have on by default. <laughs> uh, as well as a cape, which is maybe not the greatest for stealth, because it flows around and all that mixture. Uh, when you're crouched, it adds more real estate that you're visible through. Uh, so that's maybe not the greatest idea, but the rest of the missions I have to do for the last few unlocks are all kind of just uh, complete missions. So you can get like a black uh, Superman suit for that, make a black cape as well, uh, some stuff like that. So look forward to put some more time into that. But yeah, they got... Uh, what the Morty is up now for sale. Wonder Woman outfits. They got uh, some nice stuff there. So yeah, been enjoying that. And also played some Horizon Zero Dawn. Mm-hmm. As we'll talk about later, there was some Horizon Zero or Horizon Forbidden West news. Mm-hmm. And along with that was a update for the PS5 that sort of unlocks the frame rate so it can run at 60 FPS on a PS5. So I played some of that and was like, yeah, this runs uh, pretty well uh, for what it is. So Uh, Did a couple of things there. Nothing really too complicated, but uh, I do need to get back to that game and hopefully beat it. So I've got some plenty of time to go for that. So that's been pretty much it for me. How about you, Brandon? Uh, Well, as for me, my primary gaming has uh, mostly been uh, Mass Effect Legendary Edition. Uh, Since, you know, I'm, you know, I, I replaced the hard drive in my computer and my uh ps4 so i don't have to worry about it you know shutting down in the middle of anything and wiping out all my data and everything i've been going back and replaying some of the uh data heavy games i had to be really careful with back when i was dealing with that but um i'm getting further along in that it's still a lot of fun still great game series um I will be getting back to Genshin Impact as soon as uh, the uh, next update happens, which I believe is going to be the 1st of September, so about the middle of next week. Um, yeah, Wednesday. Yeah, because uh, like, uh, like I said last time, I'm now at the point where there is no more scenario to play. Um, the main scenario has basically sort of stopped in its tracks until you know they decide to update it, so I'm kind of left in the wind at the moment um but uh yeah and of course i'm also you know there you know the neat thing is you know uh you know there's some games that are coming out you know next month that i'm 
definitely anticipating Tales of Arise is definitely one of them. Uh, Eastward is another. Um, just a bunch of great games that are coming out next month. So we'll see where that goes. So, uh, yeah, that's what I've been doing. What about you, Dan? Rob? Yeah, um, I, I finally finished uh, the great Ace Attorney Chronicles. Um, mm-hmm. It was uh, quite the journey. It took around 72 hours to finally finish. Mm. And um, I probably took an extra two hours than I needed because um, I had finished the second to last case and um, I didn't get the trophy for it. And the reason being was because um, one of the cool things with this game, uh, I, I forgot whether or not I mentioned it last week, uh, is the fact that uh, when you put the game on autoplay, um, mm-hmm. which is necess- necessary when you don't want to just keep pressing X because, you know, it's, 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 it's nothing but dialogue. So autoplay just allows you to read and, uh, and make, it, make it go as you go. You also have a story mode, which um, allows autoplay to actually um, do the solutions for you. So, you know, um, everybody will have that point in the Ace, Ace Attorney game where they just can't figure out, like, where a certain contradiction is or if they're actually missing some sort of presented evidence or, or finding evidence in, in the um, uh, outside of court. So, like, there's, there's always, like, um, you know, this one thing that you just can't figure out. So instead of, like, looking up YouTube, which um, is, is hard to do because each chapter is, like, almost eight hours long and you don't want to scroll through an eight-hour video, um, you can just do that and... Um, yeah, it'll help. The problem is if you forget to turn that uh, that mode off, and uh, the game tracks that you had to, you know, use the uh, story mode to find a solution. You're not going to get the trophy for that chapter. You know, not a big deal to a lot of people. Big deal to me. So, yeah, finished that up. Got the platinum. Fantastic game. I've 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 talked for the last month and a half about the value of this. You know, there's ten chapters. It took me 72 hours to finish, and this game is $40. Like, mm-hmm. if you even have, like, an inkling of, a, of an interest in this game, go get it. It's fantastic. Yeah, that's um, an awful lot of value that you get for $40. Yeah. Totally, totally. Um, and, yeah, um, I, I jumped back into Button City. Um, I got to do that review. Um, and um, I don't know if I've uh, talked all that much about what's going on in this game. Uh, but basically, it's a bunch of uh, almost N- Nintendo 64-ish 3DS graphics with uh, animal critters here and there. And you play this uh, fox kid named Fennel who just moves to town and uh, finds a crew um, playing in the arcade. And uh, in this arcade, they play pretty much this MOBA game, which is actually pretty fun. And yeah, it, it, it's mostly like plot-driven. You, um, I'm at a point where... Uh, there's this big wig in the city who wants to tear down the arcade and replace it with like, you know, a multi-use complex. So, you know, being a kid, you know, you don't want your arcade taken down. So it's that kind of lighthearted story, really enjoyable. Um, but it, it is, it is buggy here and there. Um, primarily with like trying to get to specific areas in the map and picking things up. Like sometimes it'll take a while for it to process. And, you know, on PS5, that's not something you want to see. Um, then last night I jumped back into 12 minutes, played it for a significantly longer period of time than when I first played it. Uh, I, I, I've gotten to a point where like um, the person that kills your wife all of a sudden calls your wife a murderer, and now there's this watch. And uh, I still haven't um, lived up to a point where I figure out how to like, you know, live long enough to find out where the watch is or who has it or whatever it may be, but. Um, it's definitely interesting so far. It's just a matter of like trying to figure out 
how to survive for a longer period of time because um you you get into a point with um every playthrough of the game where um this cop or someone who poses as a cop you know uh zip ties your your hands so after that you can't do anything and eventually because the the, the wife won't, won't won't say anything the guy comes over and kills you and that's where everything restarts so yeah i'm 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 having a little bit, bit of a struggle there but it's interesting seeing like what i can do in order to live just a little bit longer like mm-hmm. i've seen a cell phone i've called 911 and they, they they say they'll be able to uh have someone dispatched within 15 minutes unfortunately this game is called 12 minutes so that won't work out mm-hmm. so i'm wondering if that's even worth my time so um aside from that that's pretty much it all right so yeah let's get to some news uh, we have a couple of things here, updates for games that are out now. Assassin's Creed Odyssey has gotten an update to yep. let it run at 60 FPS on the new consoles. Uh-huh. So you can check that out uh, for that. So that is great to see. Mm. Uh, it'd be nice to see them do it for Origins as well, or complete that uh, trilogy there. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see, Monster Hunter Rise has a new event out now that is uh, full of some new things to do, that if you do them, you get Akuma armor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. This arm- armor that makes you look like Akuma from Street Fighter. Because Capcom. Yeah. yeah it can be This sort of armor set can be fitted over any other armor set. So it's just cosmetic addition to it. Uh, hunters wearing the Akuma armor will have access to some of the warrior's moveset. Mm-hmm. So be able to throw fireballs on the ground and in the air. Uh, you can also do a stationary Tatsumaki Zanku Kyaku and jumping palm strike. Uh, both rep- presumably replacing the animations for a wire bug attack while using a sword and shield. So yeah, some uh, some nice stuff there uh, if you're still playing that. Uh, but let's get to some games here that are coming out pretty soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bravely Default 2 is finally yeah. leaving the Switch, coming to Steam September 2nd All right. for 60 bucks. Great. And I think there's a pre-order slash launch discount until September 13th to get it 10% off. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, it's not leaving the Switch, but it's definitely leaving Switch exclusivity. Yeah. yeah. Although... Still, how old is that game now? Uh, came out this year. Okay. Sorry, it's because it's the plague time is meaningless. Yeah. Yeah, but, uh, you know, I, I kind of get what you were getting at. I mean, like, Octopath Traveler was out on um, Switch for at least a year and a half before it came to uh, Xbox Game Pass. So Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, there's that. If you are... Into a very grindy JRPG right there. Oh, yes. I have been told that game gets pretty grindy. And if you, let's see, want to dive back into a classic Final Fantasy game, mm-hmm. Final Fantasy IV Pixel Remaster is launching on September 8th. Oh, yes. I have also been told that uh, this remaster is legitimately amazing. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. It'll be 18 bucks. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised they're not doing 4, 5, and 6 all out at once. Uh, it seems like you can get a 20% discount uh, for pre-ordering it. Mm. So there's that. 
Let's see. Also coming out. Wait, so this game's coming out standalone? Yeah, they're all standalone. Okay. So yeah, did, did just... 1, 2, and 3 come out like at the same time or at different times? Yeah, 1, 2, and 3 came out at the same time. Okay, that's weird. Yeah, that's why I'm surprised they didn't just release the second half all at once. Mm. But I'm guessing they don't want to shock people with three $18 games at once versus the, the first three that were uh, a little bit cheaper. At least the the first two were. Mm-hmm. So Final Fantasy IV will be out here uh, next week. Coming out next month, we got two games here. Uh, Moonglow Bay, which we saw on one of the Xbox indie streams, I think for the, the Twitch one. Mm. Uh, potentially that was sort of a hey what if you had sort of uh, voxel style graphics for a game like a Stardew Valley but set in like a fishing town mm-hmm. uh, and that's what Moonglow Bay is set along the eastern Canadian coastline during the 1980s and we get sort of a slice of life kind of fishing RPG mm. sort of game so that'll be out October 7th uh, yeah October 7th on all the Xboxes, PC, Steam, and Epic Game Store, as well as Game Pass on PC and Xbox. So you can check that out. Uh, coming out October 21st is Collection of Saga Final Fantasy Legend. It is coming away from the Switch uh, on the iOS and Android stores September 22nd, but then PC on Steam October 21st. As the collection of the three Final Fantasy Legend games, which were technically not Final Fantasy games, but three Saga games on the Game Boy. So you can check those three out. Uh, yeah, should be. I don't know if there's any sort of discount for those uh, yet, but those are going to be available here in another almost two months. Yeah. Um, kind of interested, because I've never played... Uh... A saga game before, so yeah. Well, uh, see how it turns out. Yep. So there's that. Uh, let's see. For a very weird game coming out November 25th. Yeah, is that's... Deer Simulator, your average everyday deer game. Yeah, it's a uh, weird in a Jap- Japanese internet culture way. <laughs> yeah, it is a Japanese indie game. It's been in early access for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's coming to PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and uh, 1.0 release on Steam November 25th, 20 bucks. Yep. That is kind of a sandbox game. Yeah. You're playing a sort of humanoid deer. That is no, you're use. just straight up playing a deer. <laughs> I think you can stand up. Well, I mean, you can stand up, but it's yeah, that's still very I mean. much like, just a deer. Yeah. You're kind of walking around like a human. Uh, if you want, yeah. Yeah, and you can just sit there and cause chaos if you want. It's basically, if you remember Goat Simulator, it's basically like that. <laughs> yeah, though I think uh, a little that'll less. That'll make it pop in. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, basically, the character can, like, run around. It can stretch its neck to, like, impossible lengths. Uh, apparently, it can, can combine with other animals to form a giant mecha. Uh, yeah. it can fly. Basically, it can fire guns. Yep. Turn its antlers into guns. Yep. So, you know, totally normal things. Yeah, totally normal things that a normal deer would do. 
Uh, it does, however, show folks who live in the big cities that deer are, in fact, assholes. <laughs> yeah, that's you know. partly the reason there's deer season, hunting season kind of Yeah, because they're basically yeah. overgrown rats with hooves. They get into your backyard, eat the crap out of your grass, and shit all over your flowers. <laughs> yeah, see, Bambi was the bad guy all along. Yeah. I'm glad right. that his mom is dead. <laughs> yeah, no more deer. But yeah, let's get to the next game, a sort of classic JRPG, uh, mostly for its novelty of how it worked. Monster Rancher 1 and 2 DX, coming to Switch, PC, and iOS in the West. Yep, before uh, there was Monster Rancher, that, before there was Pokemon, there was Monster Rancher. Yeah, um, uh, they'll be out December 9th worldwide. The iOS version was out in Japan well before the other versions, so that's the, the thing here. Uh, so yeah, I think it is in Japan. It was like it's thirty-two bucks for this game. I'm not sure they've announced a Western price yet. Uh, but yeah, the the novelty for uh, the first Monster Rancher was that uh, to spawn monsters for yourself, uh, you put in a CD into the PS1. So pull the game out and put a CD in, any CD you had. It would read the, the data on it and generate a monster out of it. Yep, and uh, literally it did not matter what kind of music it was. Uh, in fact, if I remember correctly, you could actually put like old CD-ROM games in there and it would occasionally give you something. Yeah, yeah. So the, the way they get around it here is that the game itself has like a database of uh, CDs in it uh, to find the desired CD and sort of generate it that way, which sort of takes out some of the uh, way that you would use the uh, your collection or your friend CDs or whatever to generate things. Uh, it takes a little bit of that away, but that's it's not really a huge surprise they would do that because there's not really any way to do that with the Switch. Maybe with the PC, you could maybe keep that functionality in, but I don't think they're going to do that. Uh, it seems like with this sort of paid version, uh, all the save data slots that were individually sold on the the Japanese mobile version are all included from the start. Uh, yeah, they increased the number of free slots to store monster data from 10 to 20 in both games. Yeah, it's got the original background music in there for Monster Rancher 2. Uh, yeah, training memos. Let's see. Yeah, monsters from the Western release have been added in Monster Rancher 2, so I guess there are additional ones they added in. There's sort of high-speed mode, which I assume makes the battle system a little bit faster, that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, there's a good bit to do in here. There's like a, a special release in Japan. I don't know if they're going to actually do that here in the West, but mm-hmm. it includes like a mochi metal figure, mm. a numbered metal pedestal, Soundtrack CDs for both games in our book, uh, booklets, secret CDs, backpacks, that kind of stuff. So yeah, it's neat that that's uh, finally coming out to the West. Yeah, it was. It was. I remember like very distinctly, like back in the '90s, you know, reading about this game in like in like gaming magazines and just how absolutely bizarre it sounded. Yeah, you because know, you know you got to understand when that game series was popular, Pokemon was not a thing yet, so. You know, the whole novelty of, you know, I mean, even by modern standards, the game design was pretty novel. I mean, you know, 
who would have thought about the idea of putting you know CDs into it and it producing a monster you could use to battle? So yeah, it, it's definitely unique. Um, I'm actually not sure if the game if did I'm not sure if any of those games actually made it over here. I think this one actually did. I remember it being a popular discussion in the playground. But like, as cool as that functionality was, and I wish it was still done to some extent, I don't remember the game actually being any good. So well, yeah, I mean, again, you know, Pokemon wasn't a thing yet, so this was basically proto Pokemon in a lot of ways. Oh yeah, like I get that, but like you know, Pokemon to a lot of people gets gets, gets the credit of being like baby's first RPG. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, from what I can see, Monster, Monster Rancher 1, 2, 3 all came over. 4 came over. That was 2003. Uh, Evo also came out on the PS2. Seems like it just kind of petered out a bit mm-hmm. after the PS2. There's a Game Boy Color game. That's a bit weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Yeah, there's another. Oh, these are like card games. Okay, that makes sense. There's like a puzzle game for the Game Boy Color. Yeah. There's a GBA game, mm-hmm. a sequel to that, and a DS game. I wonder what those used for that. Mm. Oh, drawing pictures in the magic field using the touchscreen and reciting an incantation using the microphone. I'm sure those worked really well. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they kind of kept going and came over for the most part. Mm-hmm. Imagine they probably weren't super huge expenses, but yeah. Mm. Uh, let's see Nobody Saves the World the new game from Drinkbox Studios that was announced Mm -hmm. earlier this year I believe that's the guys who did Guacamelee right yeah yeah Guacamelee uh, a few other games Uh, this is their sort of Zelda like where you can Mm -hmm. sort of take various forms to get special abilities out of that Uh, they announced Mm. that instead of coming out this year it is going to be early 2022. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's all the Xboxes and Steam, an Xbox mm-hmm. Game Pass for console and PC. Uh, they also showcased in this announcement that uh, there's going to be some online multiplayer mm. as well. So you'll be able to sort of work with another person, uh, use your your different character forms to combine together for you know unique abilities, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So that's neat. And the, the last bit of regular news here, Moon is coming to the PC. This yeah. is the uh, release by Onion Games that put it on Switch, I think, last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, finally coming over to another platform. It'll be on Steam. No date announced. It's kind of an anti-RPG yeah. kind of thing where you are uh, going through this town in the wake of a hero coming in, mm-hmm. killing... Uh, monsters, which you find out are just innocent animals, uh, that kind of stuff. And you're uh, just talking to people, doing things very much like a kind of a time loop, I believe, mm-hmm. uh, for that. So, yeah, a game that came out on the PS1 that never got localized, really. Yeah. Uh, besides some fan sub stuff, mm-hmm. uh, fan translations. So, yeah, you can finally uh, check it out on some more platforms. Mm-hmm. And see its weird uh, art style and all that in action. Mm. All right. Yep. So there's that. Uh, let's get to some Activision Blizzard news. 
Uh, some things have been happening as we took a little break last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Overwatch team will be changing the name of McCree mm-hmm. as you know, it is named after a person that worked for the company that is named in one of these lawsuits. Yep. Doing the, the difficult thing of making the change now so people can mm-hmm. get used to it. Yeah, because uh, it's an established character. Um, yeah. And a popular one, too. So, yeah, that's going to be uh, it's good. That's going to be some hard work trying to get that character's name to like the new name to like stick in the popular consciousness after the impact it's had. But it's a good thing to do. Mm-hmm. Much as the the WoW team is doing the work to remove all traces of uh, references to the various people that uh, have been named in these suits, mm-hmm. these accusations and all that. Uh, and I think a number of them have said, yeah, we're going to stop naming characters and such after real people. Which makes a lot of sense. Because, mm-hmm. hey, if it seems like you kind of get lucky if nothing happens. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's... Uh, that's that. Uh, the other news is a bit worse. Mm. Uh, California has uh, amended their lawsuits, making accusations that uh, Activision Blizzard has not been cooperative with their investigation. Yeah. Activision Blizzard's non-disclosure agreements, mm-hmm. requirement that employees must speak with company with the company before contacting the State Department, mm. and the hiring of union-busting law firm Wilmer Hale. Yeah. Examples of the company's lack of cooperation. Uh, They are also accusing them of having human resources destroy uh, human resources personnel destroy documents pertinent to California's inquiry, which is required by law to keep and make available to investigators. Uh Uh-huh. That's right. Not really a great thing to do if you are actually uh, innocent, like they've been claiming. Yeah, that, uh, that just sort of makes you seem all the more guilty. Yeah. You know, like shredding documents in that way is usually a sign that you got some skeletons in your closet. Yeah, yeah. you know, it's, it's quite a bit of stuff to unfold here in this saga of uh, bullshit that Activision is putting the uh, gaming industry through. But um, yeah, as for the McCree thing, I uh, mentioned it a few weeks ago, it's not something I really care about all that much. Like, yeah, the guy was an asshole, but at the same time, you know, you've already built like, this cowboy. It's not like it was based on his life. Um, so yeah. it is unfortunate in that regard, especially like the people who have, who have named McCree. But at the end of the day, you know, it it doesn't really matter. All you're doing is changing a name. It's not like it's not like you're changing a story. And I look forward to uh, they, they didn't actually actually re- rename him yet, right? So no, no. So I'm I'm looking forward to like when that happens because I don't know. Even though I don't play Overwatch anymore, like I am really into the lore of its universe. So that's going to be my interest with Overwatch 2 moving forward. But yeah, I mean, I am on an anti-Activision Blizzard kind of streak mm. right now. We'll see how that goes. Yeah. And as for the whole, you know, accusations of the shredded documents, like, yikes. Mm. I I have no comment there. I mean, like, if, if, if that isn't, you know, spreading the fire, I don't know what is. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's it's not a great thing to signal to the people investigating you. Mm. Uh as you've seen, Brandon, with the 
the Wakefield thing, the Andrew Wakefield thing. Yep. Like going after the people investigating you is a sign that you're doing the right thing. Yeah. That you're hitting the right nerves. Mm-hmm. Uh, this uh, seems like they must be on the right path. Oh, yeah. Because as much as there's a statement here from Activision Blizzard saying they've been complying with every request, seems like a carefully worded thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, like anything that's maybe not specifically mentioned in the request or maybe shredding. Yep. Uh, that's the way you could sort of look at that statement. Uh, which is not a great place to be. So yeah, congrats to Activision Blizzard spokespeople. Mm-hmm. Hopefully you're getting paid well for this. God, I hope so. Maybe looking at your uh, your various job sites, seeing if there are any new opportunities to maybe get out of that bullshit at some point. Uh, let the let the people higher up rot mm. and get out of there without uh, much of a, a damage to your own names. Uh, but yeah, mm. that is the uh, Activision Blizzard stuff. Nothing really big happening yet, but the investigation is underway. So hopefully that continues on. Mm-hmm. But uh, let's get to some Gamescom news. We'll start here with the Xbox show, which was kind of the less interesting of these two because it was, I guess, ahead of time they say, like, we're not going to announce any new uh, games here or anything, at least Microsoft games. Uh, So there wasn't really a lot of things were like, oh, here's a new trailer for this game we've announced before. Here's new information about this. Here's an update. That kind of stuff, so it wasn't a lot of big surprises, but uh, let's see, we saw some gameplay for Dying Light 2, kind of showing mm-hmm. a lot of their parkour gameplay stuff, so if you're interested in that, that's worth checking out. That is going to be out December 7th, coming in pretty mm-hmm. late this year. Uh, Microsoft Flight Simulator is getting some interesting updates throughout the fall. Mm-hmm. Had a big segment talking all about that stuff. They're Updating a number of parts of Europe, particularly Germany, Austria, and Switzerland. Sort of upgrading parts of cities to make them fully 3D versus the kind of Google Maps uh, versions of that stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, handcrafted about 100 famous locations in these areas, as well as the number Mm -hmm. of airports. So good stuff there. That seems like that's going to be out September 7th. They're doing this new series of updates called local legends that are kind of planes that are famous in specific areas, but maybe not worldwide. Mm-hmm. They're starting in Germany with the Junkers JU 52, lovingly called the Tante JU or Ant JU. Mm-hmm. Uh, the team has gone to great lengths yet to create the plane as authentically and accurately as possible. It's a plane I think was used in world war or no, this is after World War One, sort of pre-World War II uh, sort of thing, but that is a paid piece of DLC you can buy for 15 bucks on September 9th. Uh, they are doing a, uh, an interesting thing here with the Volocopter, mm-hmm. uh, which is a, uh, I think, an electric sort of uh, EV toll, electric mm-hmm. vertical takeoff and landing vehicle, sort of air taxi kind of thing. Uh, for urban flights called Velocity. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so they're working with that team to put these into the game. Uh, so that will be interesting to check out. That's supposed to be out in November. No dates, but just that month. 
and they're also implementing a uh, vehicles for a association called RARA, Reno mm-hmm. Air Racing Association. That's kind of this uh, plane racing uh, sport that happens, I assume, in Reno and around Reno in the desert. Mm-hmm. Uh, that what they call the world's fastest motor sports. They can fly up to 500 miles per hour at altitudes between 50 and 250 feet above the ground, which is pretty low. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they're going to be having that as sort of a form of competitive multiplayer uh, available this fall as part of the Reno Air Races expansion pack. So mm-hmm. I guess that's going to be paid. So there's that. Some neat stuff coming there. Uh, let's see, September 1st, so it's on Wednesday, uh, there will be a new update to State of Decay 2 that puts in Trumbull Valley, which mm. is the map from the first game. Hmm. Uh, they had a special event, I think, for uh, the Trumbull Valley map, a form of it, I guess. Uh, early on, that was for just like a special event, but this is like a full-fledged survival map you can play in the game. Mm-hmm. That is a full recreation of the original map. That kind of thing just looks a lot better. So that's the thing you can check out here later this week. Yep. Uh, let's see, a game that was shown off called Stray Blade, mm-hmm. which is published by 505 Games, uh, made by, let's see, I forget who it's made by, I'm not sure if it's mentioned here, uh, but it is an action RPG uh, mm-hmm. for, uh, yeah, PS5, Xbox Series X and S, Epic Game and Steam Store uh, for next year. Mm-hmm. Uh, seems like a, a neat game. Uh, and this one to kind of show off here. Yeah. So, yeah, that's going to be out sometime next year for the new consoles and PC. Mm-hmm. Uh, then they shut off The Gunk, uh, the new game from uh, the team that made the SeaWorld games. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that is uh, Thunderful now. Mm-hmm. I got to see some actual gameplay for it, which, believe it or not, it deals with, like, Gunk. It's like yep. goop that you're kind of sucking up. Uh, doing some other stuff there, but it's kind of their first 3D game. Need mm-hmm. to see. They announced that it'll be out in December. No date, I think. Uh, but it'll be able to play on the Xbox One and the new Xboxes and PC. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sometime in December. No date yet. So, like, Microsoft's neck kind of over. It's like, oh, we're hoping it's out this year. We'll give it mm-hmm. December. <laughs> Because, uh, yeah, there's that. They talk about it'll be 30 FPS on Xbox One, mm. uh, but the, the newer Xboxes, you'll be able to get up to 60 FPS, uh, especially on PC. So there's that. Uh, that looks pretty neat. Uh, let's see. There's Crusader Kings 3, which has been out on PC for uh, a while now. That came out earlier this year. Uh, they announced that it's coming to consoles. And it's not going to be a straight port. It's going to be one that is, you know, finely tuned for playing with a controller instead of mouse and keyboard. Which actually makes a hell of a lot of sense. So Yeah, because that is a game that uh, is a PCS PC game. Oh, yes. <laughs> very much so. So, yeah, they're kind of reworking it. They were very careful to mention that it is kind of uh, an adaptation of it uh, for... Uh, the console, so it'll be on PS5 and Xbox Series X and S. Mm-hmm. It'll also be coming to Game Pass when that launches, so there's that. Uh, let's see. Last game here, they 
showed off some Forza Horizon 5 gameplay. You can Ooh. check that out. Like they ended the stream and went into another thing where they had devs playing the game and talking about it and all that. So you can check that out. That is November 9th, and there's a special themed Xbox controller mm-hmm. for this game, which uh, I'll be honest, I could also see it being a controller themed for Rage 2 because mm-hmm. it has just kind of like neon yellow and pink and blue like paint splatter all over it. Mm-hmm. That was very much kind of a thing in Rage 2's trailers and such. Mm-hmm. Despite the game maybe not being so colorful. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it looks like it's got like a translucent yellow shell with this mm-hmm. kind of weird paint splatter look to it. Looks kind of neat, but uh, it's not $70 neat to me. Because mm. uh, it's one of their special controllers for that. So we'll talk more about other special controllers coming in, in the next showcase, but there is that. Mm. Uh, and then they talked about uh, Game Pass some. And in addition to some of the news here, uh, they announced that they have a deal with Humble Games to get uh, 10 of their next upcoming games on Game Pass. That includes stuff like Archvale, Next Space Rebels, mm-hmm. Midnight Fight Express, Dodgeball Academia, which is already out, mm-hmm. Ushiden, Flynn, Son of Crimson, Unpacking, Signalis, Unsighted in Chinatown Detective Agency. Mm. A lot of that is out later this year, potentially. Uh, a couple are maybe TBA, mm-hmm. uh, stuff like that. So you can watch the trailer, kind of see more of them. Like at least one of these is shown in the uh, the opening night live stream. Mm-hmm. So there's that. So some neat indie games coming. And then they kind of uh, the big news is that the Xbox Cloud streaming stuff is finally coming to the consoles mm-hmm. sometime this fall. That's all they said. Sometimes holiday season. Uh, so you'll be able to play. The trailer for this was fucking annoying. They mm-hmm. had people like talking about it and like, you can play Gen 9 games on a Gen 8 console. I'm like, nobody fucking talks like that outside of fucking marketing speak. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it basically means if there are games that are only on the new consoles, you just have an Xbox One or One X or whatever. You have a good enough internet connection. You'll be able to play it uh, streaming. Uh, potentially be able to uh, do that stuff while downloading if your internet is good enough. Mm-hmm. As maybe a way to try out a game before you download it from Game Pass. Uh, some of that kind of stuff. So uh, that's kind of neat. I think it's still only available for Game Pass Ultimate members. Mm-hmm. No way to do it for your own games uh, through their service, that kind of stuff. So I don't know. It's neat for the people that need this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. At least it's got a, a controller available for it by default. So I was trying to play Hades recently on a phone, mm-hmm. and that was not fun. At least mm-hmm. with uh, just the touch screen. I was like, this is not a good way to play it. So yeah, that's the Xbox Gamecom, Gamescom showcase. Not with anything surprising there, but you know, some decent news. But yeah, let's get to the opening night live. That happened the next day. Yeah, hardly anything um, moved the needle as far as the Xbox uh, Gamescom 2021 showcase went. Like I went expecting like you know 
some Halo. And yeah, we got it the next day, but it would have been nice to know that. Because um, otherwise, like, all this stuff, like, yeah, you have some updates here and there, but um, how many people who watch this are actually, like, you know, totally um, enveloped in all this stuff? Um, the, the Humble Games deal is pretty cool. Um, but at the end of the day, a lot of them actually end up on Game Pass anyway, and I couldn't care less whether they got on there at launch. And then the clustering thing is also cool, but, you know, uh, the world, or even America, aren't even where they're supposed to be as far as internet access goes, and, uh, yeah, rough. but, um, you know, at least a good, good way to keep your fans informed, I guess, but at the end of the day, they, they, they probably should have just said Halo would be tomorrow, but, uh, <clears throat> anyway, but Yeah, yeah, so we got Opening Night Live, Jeff Keighley's big show, uh, with a, a bunch of stuff here. We'll kind of get through this uh, a bit quickly, but they started off with Saints Row mm-hmm. coming to all the PlayStations, Xboxes, and Epic Game Store February 25th, yeah. 2022. So really soon for a game that just got announced. Mm-hmm. Even though there was a bit of a rumor swirling beforehand, but uh, the kind of surprising thing is that it is you know sort of a full reboot, new town, like Santo Ieso. Yeah. So in the American Southwest, like uh, SoCal, Phoenix, kind of a looking city. Yeah. Uh, new, new crew, all that. So no returning characters, at least from what they've shown. Nope. Uh, kind of drew the ire of a lot of fans, though. I think partly with that is that the what they showed was mostly like CG trailers, no real gameplay. Like yeah. the gameplay they did show was just. So many like quick bits of gameplay. There's no real way to mm-hmm. understand what the game was actually like in action. Mm-hmm. That just didn't help their case at all. Yeah, because uh, I can also, see this cast being very much like a like what was in Watch Dogs Two. Yeah, that's what I was expecting to say, and uh, that kind of rubbed all the wrong people the wrong way. So. And there's a lot of people like, oh, it looks like Fortnite. It's like, what the fuck does that mean? I'm like, dude, did you play the original games? Yeah, it's like, it looks like, yeah, it looks like an open world game. Yeah. Made modern, where you're not going hyper-realistic with the art style. Yeah. Uh, just doing whatever looks good, I guess. I don't know. Well, I mean, after Saints Row the Third, hyper-realism went right out the window. It basically yeah. became cartoon yeah it's uh it's a reboot still so we don't know necessarily how outlandish they're gonna go it didn't really come through in the trailer or anything so still time because there's still another almost six months till this game is out so Mm -hmm. yeah they didn't necessarily have the best foot forward in terms of showing uh what's still familiar about it for Saints Row fans. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, the de- developer Volition has been like, yeah, we're not changing anything. It's like, yeah, you're six months out. You're not changing anything at this point. Mm. Uh, unless you're, you're going to pull a huge 180 somehow, which I don't think they're going to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, they just need to show off the personality of this game, which didn't really come through in the trailers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I actually haven't watched it yet. I'm, like, wondering what path they take. Because, like, you know, the, the the first two Saints Row games were 
pretty much just their takes on GTA until they eventually found their footing with three, four, and then, you know, get out of hell. And, you know, like the game has always been about silliness. Um, Again, as someone that hasn't watched it, like, does does it seem to be heading that way? Or does it seem like they're going a different direction with it? Uh, It's possible. Like the, you remember the trailer for Redfall? The Um, arcane game with the vampires? Sort of four player kind of thing? That was at E3. That was like the final trailer they showed at the Microsoft show there. Mm. Uh, this kind of reminded me of that a lot. Where they're kind of jokey a little bit to each other, but not really any kind of outwardly hilarious way to it. And the the sequence they show in the sort of story trailers, not really like ridiculous or to an extent they drive a, a vehicle up onto the top of a building and manage to drive it off. Uh, without killing themselves, but it's not really all that outlandish. Just reminds me of like what a, a modern open world kind of announced trailer looks like. So yeah, they just haven't really shown any sort of humor personality kind of thing to it just yet. It's just kind of a, a weird announcement to make with you know a trailer, uh, an announced trailer that is pretty long, probably at least uh, four or five minutes or so. Yeah, this is three forty-five for this trailer. That's just them going through this whole sequence to the try to steal this gang dude's truck uh, or car because uh, it has like a special whatever, like a rocket launcher on it. I can shoot a bunch of missiles out, that kind of thing. So yeah, it's it's a weird thing. Definitely watch it just to understand the weird thing they're doing. But yeah, it's like the first part of a marketing campaign to let people actually know what this game. Is about beyond just a, a shiny CG trailer. So yeah, that's uh, that's a Saints Row, Saints Row thing. Not really negative on it, just not enough gameplay to really be excited about it one way or the other. Uh, but yeah, let's get to the next game, the uh, number two, Marvel's Midnight Suns. Uh, another game that had been rumored for a good bit that Firaxis oh, yeah. was working on mm-hmm. a Marvel RPG, like tactical RPG. Yep. Uh, which is a neat idea. Yeah. Uh, the trailer, a little bit undermined by the fact they had a cover of, was it Metallica's Neverland? It was Metallica's. Uh, uh, I forget what that song is called. I'm trying to remember. Um, yeah, whatever. Yeah, it's, you know what song it is. It was Enter Sandman. Uh, yeah. Which, which is like such a. It's a, a thing that's been going on for years of get these like slower cover of a popular song mm-hmm. kind of thing. And it's like, it didn't really help the game's case, especially when I see uh, a lot of the promotional art for this and all the characters have gold and black armor. Yep. It's like, they all look the same instead of their colorful selves. It looks too serious. And I know that the, the story is set to be darker or whatever, but, uh, I assume you'll be able to customize the outfits, but the, the way it's presented is a little bit uh, too bland color-wise mm-hmm. for a Marvel game. But uh, Firaxis making a tactical RPG with Marvel characters is pretty cool. It's got mutants in it, so uh, if you're worried about that, that's not an issue here. You know, there's Wolverine, uh, Iron Man, Blade... 
Uh, who else is here? Uh, Ghost Rider, Magic. Yep. As well as the the bad guy. Did you say Captain Marvel? Because Captain Marvel's also there. Okay, yeah, she's there too. Uh, But yeah, they have Lilith, Mother of Demons, has been revived by Hydra. And Lilith is trying to complete an ancient prophecy and bring back her evil master, Cthon, which I believe is a Cthulhu-style thing. Mm-hmm. I believe I killed them in Marvel Heroes, so yeah. Uh Frax is generally does not do wrong with anything they're doing. Mm-hmm. And they say that this game has uh almost nothing in common with XCOM, which is a weird thing to say. Yeah. For them. Yeah, even though it pretty much is. Um this is actually a game I've known about for a while. Just you know, obviously couldn't say anything. But um like yeah, uh it it, it definitely looked interesting. The the teaser hit all the right notes it doesn't it doesn't really delve into like how the game actually works which is you know what everybody's going to care about as far but but as far as like you know getting the attention they definitely did that uh they have a, they have a lot of huge licenses here and it's going to be interesting to see how they actually capitalize um and there, there isn't going to be permadeath so you know that's going to be great and i'm sure that was a marvel thing but um yeah i'm just looking forward to uh, how it plays the main thing though is that you know, aside from, like, Fire Emblem and, like, Valkyria Chronicles, this is not, like, a genre of a game where I've beaten any single one. So mm. we'll see how it gets yeah. people. Yeah. Yeah, so there's that. That is out March 2022. Mm-hmm. Uh, all the PlayStations, Xboxes, Switch, and PC. So it'll be on Switch, I believe, day one, sometime early in March. Mm-hmm. No date on that yet. Uh, next up was Call of Duty Vanguard. We're not really going to talk about it because Activision Blizzard don't really care about it at this point. Yeah, it's a tough game for them to try to market uh, here in the wake of this lawsuit, as it seems like they're trying to make sure to not have any Activision Blizzard naming near it as best they can. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, it's another one of those. It seems like every Activision team is working on it in some form or another. Yeah, uh, it's out November fifth on all the PlayStations, Xboxes, and PCs, so there's that. Uh, let's see. Halo Infinite had the next chunk of time. And the neat thing they had with this whole show is that they like games get uh, a lot of space to talk about various things. Like, the Saints Row thing had been, like, seven or eight minutes at least of a two-hour show. Uh, Midnight Suns was pretty quick. Call of Duty Vanguard got ton of time. Halo Infinite got a lot of time. As I showed, like, a trailer that was just, like, a sort of story trailer about the first multiplayer season for the launch, mm-hmm. uh, which they also revealed is December 8th. Coming in as late as possible before the Christmas season. Hopefully it's not uh, this year's Cyberpunk. Mm-hmm. Uh, that might have been a double dose if they came out last year as intended. Yeah. Cyberpunk. Uh, but this year you're getting solo campaign and multiplayer mm-hmm. uh, for that on Xbox and PC. Uh, they did announce some new hardware for this. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's the Halo Infinite Limited Edition Elite Series 2 controller on November 15th, yep. as well as an Xbox Series X Halo Infinite Limited Edition bundle uh, same day. Uh, I guess that's probably the 20th anniversary when the original Halo came out. I'm assuming uh, the console is $549. The controller is 
one hundred and ninety nine dollars and ninety nine cents. Mm-hmm. Very expensive to get either one if you get a pre order in. So yeah, there's that. All okay, right. so let's see. The next thing is the the newest Devolver digital game mm-hmm. called Cult of the Lamb. Yeah, uh, from Massive Monster, which is very much described as kind of a uh, what is it? It's kind of a I don't think it's a roguelike. I think you're kind of uh, building out uh, a cult. Yep. Uh, sort of doing some farming stuff, mm-hmm. uh, building structures, mm-hmm. performing dark rituals to appease the gods, but you also have uh, randomly generated worlds to fight off enemies, defeat rival cult leaders, mm-hmm. absorb their powers, all that kind of stuff. Uh, so there's a good bit there. It's not really well explained what it is, but it looks pretty nice. Uh, it's supposed to come to consoles and PC, but no real dates other than early 2022 for a early access launch on Steam, I believe. So there's kind of that. Uh, yeah, then they followed it up with Midnight Fight Express, one of the Humble Bundle game or Humble games that got announced uh, for the night pre- uh, the night prior. Yep. Uh, this is coming to PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and Steam. It'll be on Game Pass, summer 2022. Kind of has the vibe of a uh, maybe like a Hotline Miami kind of thing where you're running through, beating the shit out of people, destroying environments and such. Uh, it has combat that looks pretty neat. Seems like it's maybe a bit more like Batman combat, that kind of thing. Uh, so that is uh, pretty neat. Looking forward to checking this out. Seems like it might be out summer 2022. So quite a while, but it's a one-man developer from somebody named Jacob DeZwinnell. Zwinnell, probably. But yeah, that'll be uh, coming out sometime uh, next summer. Hmm. Alrighty then. Yeah, then we got TMNT Shredder's Revenge. Shut yep. up. Announcing a new character. Mm-hmm. And it is April O'Neil. Yeah. Finally kicks some ass. Yeah. I, I, I don't think she's been a playable character in any of these games in ever. Yeah. Like, she's always just a side character. Or the damsel that's getting rescued. Mm hmm. Uh, but now she can use her uh, camera equipment, mics, all that kind of stuff as weapons. Mm hmm. Uh, Beat up dudes alongside the turtles. Uh, there's also like team up attacks mm-hmm. uh, as well, so you can get some fighting in that way. Mm-hmm. So yeah, pretty awesome. Addition to the crew. So yeah, mm-hmm. there's a there's that that is out sometime next year. Switch and PC for the time being are the only platforms it's announced for. Mm-hmm. So there's that. Uh, then we got Super Monkey Ball Banana Mania. Yeah. The collection of content from the first two games being uh, remastered for the new consoles. Uh, yeah, PS5, Xbox Series X and S, PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. Mm-hmm. October 5th, they announced a new character. Morgana is going to be coming to the game as uh, paid DLC, 5 bucks for that. I think it's part of the deluxe edition that is coming with that you can buy. That's 50 bucks, I think. Uh, 40 bucks for the regular game, but the uh, extra edition has like what they call a Sega pack for characters. 
mm-hmm. uh, as well as the original soundtrack from the first two games, which is a weird thing to put as a, <laughs> a deluxe edition thing. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the neat thing is like with these other characters is the bananas are replaced with chests for Morgana. Mm-hmm. You know, Persona style chests, that kind of thing. So there's that. I'm curious what all characters are in that because I thought the other characters they announced were ones you could earn free in the game. Mm. So I'm not sure if this is the first of the paid ones or if uh, the other ones are potentially paid. I don't understand that stuff, but yeah, that's a, a neat addition to the game. Mm. I think it's out October 5th. If you want to check that out. Uh, there's Riders Republic. Also got some uh, showing here, I think some sort of like uh, story trailer mm-hmm. as they announced they were extending the open beta. Mm. Uh, up until August 28th, so I guess at this time it is over. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was out on all the consoles, except for the Switch, I think, and PC. That you could check that out, and they had some different modes available at different points. Mm-hmm. But it seems like it's shaping up to be a pretty interesting game. Mm-hmm. And that'll be out October 28th. Uh, let's see, there's the UFL. Mm. Just in case you need to know, this was a European-focused event. Oh, yeah. They announced UFL, a game that is a free-to-play soccer game that is very much taking aim at uh, FIFA. Mm-hmm. As there's the, the the talk about how it's rigged against the players. There's the, uh, sort of the AI that will just cause momentum to switch randomly, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. So like they specifically mentioned like free-to-play, fair-to-play. Uh, kind of thing here that's coming to you know, all the PlayStations, Xboxes, Switch, and PC. Uh, that all they say is coming soon, so sometime this fall, I assume. Uh, then it showed a good bit of Lego Star Wars: The Skywalker Saga, mm-hmm. which looked really nice. Yeah, and I've seen that in a while because it's been delayed for a good bit. I think it was supposed to come out in 2020, maybe. Uh, but it got delayed. Uh, it's got content from all nine of the mainline movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's coming to the new consoles and looks really nice. Yep. A lot of good work done to the environments and all that. And maybe the best way to experience Rise of Skywalker because the movie is terrible. <laughs> That's true. Maybe you have less of the dick ships in there. So there's that. Uh, yeah, that's uh, spring 2022, so still not coming for a while. Uh, they're going to keep working on that, so that is uh, good to see. And the next game here is probably the big surprise of the entire show, a game called Doke V, uh, which got shown, and very much was like, this is extremely Japanese. I think it's a Korean game, though. Uh, it is a monster-collecting game. Uh, open-world action-adventure from a studio called Pearl Abyss. Uh, there was some confusion about the genre because if you look them up, uh, it said on their site it was an MMO. They've this, That was announced back when it was originally announced a few years ago. Seems like they have put a lot of work into it to get where it is today. Uh, seems like a interesting game that's coming to consoles and PC, probably not Switch, uh, but is a long-ass trailer showing a lot of you know, monster collecting, just randomly fighting monsters in the streets of this city. It almost kind of looked to me like an 
in everybody's golf kind of art style to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, where it's kind of chibi kind of heads, realistic bodies. Everything looks really nice. Uh, there's a lot of like stuff to do in the world where you got, you know, riding around on bikes and all that kind of stuff. Uh, definitely check out the trailer if you're interested in that. I think if you like the song in that trailer, you can go to the game site and it lets you download the songs from that trailer. Like there's two different songs there you can download. Uh, like the regular version and like a remix kind of thing. So there's that. Uh, I think that's one that you like, Dan Rib. Uh, which one? Doki V. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that one was that, that one was dope. Just a uh, whole bunch of like randomness and it. That is a video game ass video game, and uh, I don't know. Like the, 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 there were some vibes that kind of reminded me of um, that bad Yuji Naka game. What was it called? Balan Wonderworld. But uh, let's hope yeah. it's not that. It seems like it's got actual solid mechanics to it that are easy to understand. Oh yeah, totally. Because like, like they actually showed like a whole bit of gameplay there, and like it was it looked like a solid like third person shooter. But it also just just had a bit of everything, which was just why like I don't know that was a really wild trailer. Yeah, it seemed like if you were showing like a Pokemon game, but uh, from everything you could do at the end of the game instead of at the beginning, where you know at the beginning you just run around. And do some stuff, but at the end you can like bike and do all this other shit. Uh, yeah, it was a weird trailer, but one of the more striking things to be there. So it was a, a good choice for the show to kind of get word about this out there. Uh, let's see. Next up, Jurassic World Evolution Two showed off some gameplay, which looks like how you'd expect. Like the big thing for this version is that it is kind of got a big what if sort of scenario mode uh doing some outlandish stuff i guess uh that kind of stuff so yeah it is uh gonna be out november 9th coming out right in the thick of things uh shortly after call of duty and the same day as force horizon 5 uh, it's gonna be on let's see playstation xbox and pc for launch Let's see, next one, we got a new trailer for Far Cry 6, another story trailer. I don't think anybody really needed this trailer. Not particularly. It just seemed like a way for Jeff to talk about his good buddy, Gene Carlo. Mm-hmm. Uh, some more. Uh, talk about how he's one of the greatest villain actors ever. Which is not, you know, an outlandish thing to say. It's just like, well, we've kind of seen enough of this game. Yeah. Uh, Keep showing more of it, you're going to spoil the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, yeah, that's out October 7th, so it's a month and a half away. Mm -hmm. Uh, Let's see, kind of ironically getting shown shortly after Jurassic World Evolution 2, Mm -hmm. we got another theme park management game called Park Beyond. That is just for the new consoles and PC. Uh, Let's see, it's supposed to do some new things being published by Bandai Namco. That'll be out next year sometime. Uh, yeah, you're taking the position as the newest visioneer at Cloudstormers, a theme park design company whose parks have been suffering from low attendance due to old-fashioned rides. So I'm not sure what exactly is new here, but hey, more the merrier for this kind of stuff uh, for these sort of theme park simulation games. So there's that. Uh, then we get to kind of the Sony block here as we get uh, a new trailer for Jet the Far Shore. 
uh, coming to PS5, PS4, and Epic Games Store. Yeah. As I got a date of October 5th. Yeah, I've been uh, seeing like screenshots of this, and it looks like a fairly odd-looking little sci-fi game. Yeah, it's got kind of a bit of like a, a No Man's Sky kind of exploratory kind of game. Yeah. To it, though more story-focused. Yeah. Uh, more, I think, maybe not linear, but more of a focused thing versus uh, No Man's Sky being more of a simulation or survival kind of game. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that'll be out October 5th for twenty nine ninety nine. Mm-hmm. So that is uh, exciting to get a date for that. Yep. And it's not too far off. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we got an update on Horizon Forbidden West. Ah, yes. Uh, giving it a date of February 18th, 2022. Just loading right in there into February. A week oh, ahead yeah. of uh, Saints Row. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that is going to be a busy month there. Oh, um, yes, it is. PS5, PS4, pre-orders are opening on September 2nd. Mm-hmm. So Thursday, you can start putting your money down five months ahead of time for some reason. Uh, but yeah, they are uh, glad to have a date for it. Thought about how hoping to get it out this year, but just didn't have uh, the time to get it uh, done in time. So they've got it early next year. Almost, uh, what was it, almost uh, five years from the original game's date. Uh, but yeah, along with that, they put out an update for Horizon Zero Dawn, as I mentioned before, that day, uh, allowing it to run at 60 FPS on a PS5. So you got that. Then we went over to Fall Guys, getting a new event here that starts on September 3rd. That is uh, this Friday. That is the Jungle Book-themed a Disney partnership here. Uh, the current season is Jungle-themed, so that is... Uh, kind of uh, tie into that. Uh, you'll be able to play the game in these uh, weird little chunks to earn cost- costumes. Let's see, starting September 3rd to the 6th, you can earn the Mowgli uh, costume. Uh, 7th to the 9th is Shere Khan. And Blue is September 10th to the 12th. King Louis' event takes place over all those days from the 3rd to the 12th. Uh, if they're like the Ratchet and Clank ones, they could be uh, pretty doable, uh, depending on what they're asking of players. So that's uh, PS4 and PC right now. Uh, no date on the Xbox or Switch versions, which is a bit surprising at this point, because I thought they were supposed to be out this summer, but it seems like that is uh, taking them a good bit longer. So that is uh, a nice surprise there. Uh, then we got Valheim. Announcing their first big update, which is a bit surprising for how big it blew up earlier this year. Oh, yeah, that game freaking came out of nowhere and just exploded. Or that might have been last year. I'm not sure. I forget when. I'm pretty sure it was last year. Yeah, it might have been last fall. No, February 2nd, 2021. So that was this year. Like I said, time is meaningless right now. (laughs) Yeah, that game blew up in a big way and... Uh, it seems like their first big update, Hearth and Home, mm-hmm. is hitting September 16th. They'll add some new, I assume, letting you flesh out your house uh, building kind of stuff to it. A new food system, yeah, health versus stamina balancing, rework gameplay mechanics, as well as you know, improving your ability to build interesting houses. So 
There's that. Uh, we kind of come back to PlayStation here, Genshin Impact, uh, sort of showing more of Aloy as her uh, arrival is imminent on September 1st. Yeah. For PS5, PS4, I think PC and iOS and Android are coming at a later time. Yep. I guess the game's also coming to Switch at some point, but as long yeah. as you're uh, rank 20 or higher, adventure rank 20 or higher, you just log into the game. And she's unlocked. I think it goes on for quite a while. Mm-hmm. I forget. I'm not sure if they mentioned how long the event goes on, but along with that, they announced that there is going to be a Genshin concert 2021, Melodies of an Endless Journey, oh. on October 3rd. So an in-game concert you can check out. That'll be uh, interesting to see. Yeah, I'll be able to watch it for free. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. See if there's any other details here. It'll be a 90-minute concert. We'll have multiple stages in countries in the U.S. and South Korea, featuring reimagined iconic tracks adapted and played by various individuals and groups of artists. Mm-hmm. So yeah, by the uh, Flanders Symphony Orchestra. So there's that. Check out. It's right. pretty neat. Uh, then we got another PlayStation announcement: Sifu, the rad-looking sort of action roguelike game. Yeah, uh, it's coming to PS5, PS4, and PC on February twenty second, twenty twenty two. Yes, parking itself right in between uh, Horizon Forbidden West and Saints Row. Yep, it's a martial arts game where you play an old kung fu master. We play a young martial artist who grows old. in age with each yeah. death. Yeah, uh, seems like there will be a forty dollars standard version mm-hmm. and a fifty dollars. Deluxe edition that gets you 48 hour early access to the game, mm. digital art book, and digital soundtrack. So, yeah, there's that. Uh, that looks pretty neat. And let's see, I think there's a discount for that for pre order. I think that and Jet, the Far Shore, have at least like a 10% discount mm-hmm. for pre orders on PSN. Then Jeff uh, gave the floor for the end of the show to his buddy Hideo Kojima. Yep. With the Death Stranding Director's Cut preview trailer that shut off a bunch of the new stuff that yep. is coming to the game. A bunch of ridiculous ways to enjoy uh, the game. Yeah. Uh, yeah, some new ways to get uh, packages around, like a jetpack. Mm-hmm. You can just put on the end of your stack there, which doesn't make any logical sense how it works. Eh, it's Kojima. Yeah. Uh, you know, catapults. Uh, some neat little, like, pod things that you can control. Mm-hmm. Uh, launch into the air. Let's see, there's... There's, like, a little robot buddy that I believe is in the, the base game. Yeah. has, like, new abilities and such. Uh, as it just kind of follows you around. It can also just carry you. Yep. So, there's that. There's, like, VR training. Mm-hmm. For the combats. Uh, which has, you know, very Metal Gear kind of thing to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not sure if all of this stuff is new, but it seemed to show like uh, I don't know how to describe it. Like the like big ropes you can shoot around people to tie them up or oh, those are uh, yeah, th- those are in the base game. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's in there. That's your like non-lethal 
uh, alternative yeah. when you're in any kind of combat. Because you got to remember the sort of the sort of uh, conceit in that game is that because the sort of barriers between life and death have been shattered, every time somebody dies, it has the potential to cause a void out. Yeah. So if yeah. you end up killing anybody in that game, it will eventually cause a void out. Yeah, though in VR, that's not really an issue. Yeah. Uh, it seems like if you like the boss fights, you can just try them out again in your uh, little bunker room. Mm. You have like little figures behind the bed. Yep. That uh, just lets you try them out again. I assume there are speedrun leaderboards for that stuff. Mm-hmm. That kind of stuff. Yeah, there's uh, seem like more rankings. They added new music to the game. Artists that I assume that are uh, Kojima favorites. Oh, yeah. From bands I've never heard of. As one by a group called Biting Elbows. Yeah, it's, uh, pretty sure some of this is from the original game. Yeah, uh, so that's those new missions. Plus, you some in like underground bunkers and stuff. Mm-hmm. Very Metal Gear esque. Yep. Uh, new story scenarios, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. You can do like tricks on your bike. Mm-hmm. Uh, racing circuits as well that can be created. Mm-hmm. So if you're just like so cavalier about being out in the open. Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, we'll just fucking race. And then there's other weird shit in that thing, too. So, yeah, there's that. So that is uh, Gamescom. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brandon, what piques your interest of that stuff? Well, um, there's definitely a couple. Uh, let me uh, sort of go back over the list here, because there's definitely a crap ton to look through. Um see uh i'd probably say well obviously i mean i've been wanting to play far cry 6 for a while but again the more they show that game the more they're spoiling it at this point there's really no reason to share more than just actual gameplay um obviously the genshin impact aloy stuff is definitely uh in um something i'm anticipating mostly because you know i'm wanting more scenario um I kind of want to get back into Halo. I just don't have an Xbox, you know, an an Xbox right now. So, and my PC sure as hell can't handle Halo Infinite. So, that's out. Um, Mm -hmm. Marvel's Midnight Suns definitely sounds interesting because, I mean, it's a strategy RPG, like, Paraxis does well. I'm just, like, part of me is wondering, is, like, anybody who's played XCOM knows that those games basically live on bullshit. <laughs> um, yeah, some gameplay would have been nice for a game yeah. that's out in somewhat around like seven months or so. Yeah. And uh, the Death Stranding director's cut, you know, I already played and finished and beat that game. Um, I'm wondering, like, what kind of new uh, stuff, like, story-wise, they'd be adding to it. Yeah, though, you need a PS5 to play it. Yeah, of course. Because fuck me, right? Yeah. And, uh, oh yeah, Horizon Forbidden West, like, absolutely. Because yeah. the, orig- the Horizon Zero Dawn was one of the best exclusives that Sony had had in a long time. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Especially for a studio that, going into that game's announcement, people were like, oh god, 
I can't imagine them making a good like open world action game. Yeah, because up to that point, the the only games they've been making was the Killzone series. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong, Killzone the Killzone games are definitely you know quality shooters, but they didn't really set the world on fire like Rise Zero Dawn did. Right. I don't know if that series even broke 10 million combined, but Horizon Zero Dawn did that as a new IP. Well, I'm I'm pretty sure the uh, last one actually did sell pretty well because it was one of the first PS4 exclusives when it came out. So, yeah, it was a launch game. But yeah, I mean, Horizon Zero Dawn is a, is a testament to you know, go ahead and let your studios do whatever they want. You don't know like, what, what they're really capable of. And now we think of Gorilla as, like, one of the best second-party studios that, 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 like, that, mm-hmm. that ever existed. So, yeah. And then uh, as a whole, for, um, well, at least for me, or were, we, were you done, Brandon? Or No, I'm done. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I mean, uh, Opening Night Live was pretty sick. I mean, um, uh, historically, uh, this presentation really hasn't amounted to much. So I would say, like, you know, just based on that sample size, this was probably the best one. Um, I love the stage Keeley was on um, and the games he had were, you know, there, there were some surprises and there was some stuff expected and it was a, it was a pretty good, it was a pretty good uh, lineup. Um, my main thing is that um, it, it started off with a bang. I mean, you know, I don't really care about like Saints Row, but that, that that's definitely a game that a lot of people do care about, you know, moving forward with Marvel's Midnight Suns, which looks cool. Uh, Call of Duty Vanguard, you know, um, say what you want about Activision Blizzard, but this one is, it looks like it's shaping up pretty well pretty well too the halo infinite date which was you know this is this is this is the halo week as far as i'm concerned like now i'm i'm ex- as excited for halo as, as i'll probably ever be um and then yeah but the thing is like once they got to riders republic or maybe even star wars like the uh the momentum just just started to fall like aside from like doug v and you know far cry 6 and like uh, uh jet and horizon like there, there wasn't really uh, a whole lot that um um, I really cared for specifically like um, ending with Death Stranding was like the Keeley thing to do, but I don't know if it was the right thing to do because you know like uh, it's not like Death Stranding is a <laughs> real really, really moved the needle as far as like a critical uh, say last year. So um, it is kind of like disappointing in that regard. But aside from that, like it was very Game Awards, and this pretty much was a prep prep for that. We got the musical performances for. Uh, it was a Genshin Impact, and we even have the uh, uh, the classic music from Tales of Arise, which you know didn't even come out yet. So that was that, that was pretty funny. But yeah, like as as far as the moments, like this this um, total presentation was a was a hitter, and um, it was also a reminder that you know the year's almost up, and February, well, not not February, well yes February, like 2022 is going to be insane as long as like some of these dates actually hold and mm-hmm. february which used to be like a barren wasteland as far as like cool new releases is now looking like the most stacked month next year so yep. as far as like what they were trying to set up with this like gamescom finally um matters uh keely did it you know good for them yeah it was a pretty nice presentation of games that could be talked about i guess because uh, there's a lot still coming, but a lot of this is sort of, oh, here's new updates on some of the stuff for dates, uh, important information for things that are coming out in the near future, uh, as well as some stuff that is a little bit further out, but nothing too 
uh, ridiculous here. A lot of it is within sight of the next year or so. Uh, mm-hmm. So that is pretty nice on that front versus being a place for you know games to get announced and nobody has any clue when it's coming out or whatever. Uh, yeah, plenty of... It's a nice show for things that are more tangible than usual. Mm-hmm. You see in some of these shows, but yeah, looking forward to a lot of stuff here. Uh, some of the stuff I just need to see more of, you know, Saints Row, Midnight Suns, uh, Cult of the Lambs, that kind of stuff. Yeah, uh, for me, yeah, Jet the Far Shore is definitely a game that I'll definitely be delving into as soon as it comes out. It has, it has an October release date too, so that's that that that's coming up. Yep. Yeah, and like, yeah, like it's, it's crazy. Like we're we're a month away from uh, Q4 2021. How about that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, had a pretty nice set of games coming out there in the last portion of the show with you know Jet the Far Shore, Horizon Forbidden West, uh, Sifu and Death Stranding Director's Cut. There's also just some update stuff for like Genshin Impact and Fall Guys uh, that has me excited here uh, for this week. And next, uh, for getting back into some of those games. So, yeah, pretty nice show. Uh, pretty nice overall for a year that's been kind of chaotic for the games industry, uh, as many games have been delayed to next year. Uh, few are still hanging on to the end of this year, uh, like Halo Infinite and the Gunk and Dying Light 2. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, we're coming out in December. I hope everything goes well then. Uh, but yeah, next year early on is pretty well stacked because you have Elden Ring there in January, mm-hmm. uh, end of January. Yeah, uh, you got Saints Row, Horizon Forbidden West. You got uh, Sifu right there. Those are all within a week of each other. Uh, I believe there are others in February. I think the I forget what else was in February that I saw, but uh, there's at least a few other things. So it's like going to be a, and you got, you know, Marvel's Midnight Suns in March. Mm-hmm. Uh, it seems like that early part of the year is going to be uh, pretty hot. Uh, so you're not going to be able to come out of the Christmas season and uh, feel like nothing's cut, happening for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, that is uh, that is kind of it for the show this week. We got a lot to look forward to here for the rest of the year. Oh, yes. Oh yeah, I mean, like I'm looking at my at my cool games of 2021 release list alone, and September is extremely overwhelming. Uh, September 10th alone has uh, Lost in Random from EA Originals, WarioWare Get It Together from Nintendo, Life is Strange True Colors from Square, and Tales of Arise from Bandai Namco. So yeah, yeah that September 10th is uh, quite the day there. Yep. Yep. So. Yeah, we will have to keep an eye out for uh, this thing called a calendar <laughs> that seems to move at random speeds sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, we'll be back next week when September begins. Yep. Uh, as Green Day opines about mm-hmm. in their legendary song. Uh, but yeah, we'll be back next week with a new slate of news. Thank you to Brandon Danrib for joining this week. Uh, we're hoping to survive the next week and see what happens for next week. I don't know what's going to happen, but I think we got uh, TGS happening here pretty soon. Online TGS, I guess. So that 
is potential for more news. So we'll see how that goes. But uh, mm-hmm. for the time being, thank you everybody for tuning in. Let your friends and enemies know about the show if you're enjoying it. Yes. Uh, we would enjoy that. And yeah, we will see you all next week. Have a good one.